0: Welcome to another episode here on the K2 Podcast uh, on this uh, wonderful Monday. Uh, I do want to apologize uh, for the late start here. I uh, was having a little bit of trouble with the Streamlabs, um, so I uh, want to apologize for that. However, nonetheless, we've got a great show here um, ready to go for you guys. Uh, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about. Um, it looks like that uh, I have a few segments prepared for you guys today. And our first segment uh, that we're going to get into is a little bit about um, finances and stocks uh, during this uh, tough time. On with the, There's a lot of volatility going on in the stock market. Um, and I believe there is an opportunity to make money um, going forward in the stock mar- market. Um, so I know that uh, a lot of people are worried about their finances and ways to make money Um, I do believe I I genuinely believe the stock market is a place to do it Um, you know I'd like to say that everyone should be looking at at the stock market um, and I do believe there's money to be made and I do believe that the stock market once the smoke settles from all this coronavirus stuff um, the stock market will ultimately bounce back Um, but before we get into this segment I just want to say you know whenever you invest, there's always a level of risk um so you want to make sure that you take your own you know it, invest at your own risk, pick the stocks that you feel comfortable investing in do your own research. but I have compiled a small list here oh, excuse me of things that we can take a look at as far as stocks go um so with uh with well, I guess what we'll do is we'll go ahead and get started here and uh, we'll take a look here at the some of the stocks that uh I think that have potential for a good bounce back. Uh the first stock being uh, a company I'm sure all of you are familiar with uh MGM. Uh they're pretty much uh in the end of uh, excuse me, in the casino industry um of course right here it says MGM Resorts International is a hospitality company. If you're not familiar with MGM, I, I, I don't know how you couldn't be, but it just says here MGM Resorts International is an American global hospitality entertainment company operating destination resorts in Las Vegas, Detroit, Mississippi, Maryland, New Jersey, New Jersey including Bellagio, Mandela Bay, MGM Grand, and Park MGM. Um, so as you can see here, uh, it looks like they last traded at $9 and 15 cents. Now, why I'm bringing this, uh, why I'm bringing MGM up actually is because if you're looking, uh, $9 and 15 cents compared that they're 52 week low, which means once all of this coronavirus stuff came out, this stock here really took a big hit. Um, it started trading as low as $5 and 90 cents and their 52 week high uh, was $34.64. So if you go to the six month picture here, you can see, even if you go to year to date, let's go to year to date. Even if you go to the year to date, um, so within the last year, beginning of January, it stayed at a consistent floating around $30. Um, If you see here as the graph goes along, it's been floating at $30, just floating at $30. Now, if you take a look at February 20th, and this is towards the end of the February, this is when things start getting a little, uh, what do you call it, it's sketchy with the coronavirus and everything. And you can see it just completely takes a dive. Um, And this is after February 20th. And I'm sure that's the theme we'll see going forward, taking a look at some of the stocks that we have. Um, But I just thought that was interesting um, that MGM is down to $9.15. And it's usually trading around $30. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking here, if you're like, well, the stock is done. It went down so much. Once this coronavirus stuff settles, and I do believe it will... um, You even if this stock was to go up, let's just say half of the price of what it was typically trading at. I mean, cause even if you go back and look at the one year picture or even the five year picture within the last five years, it's never been below $20. So let's just say it bounces back to $15. Even if you just do $15, you can make potentially $5 per share or if you were able to, you know, that's assuming it goes back up at least 5 bucks from the nine fifteen or $6, you know. So, I mean, that's a huge drop off there from right here. It looks like February 21st, it was at $31 and then it just ultimately just a huge drop off. Um, so MGM is definitely one to look at. Um, it's kind of interesting to see some of these stocks that have taken a huge, huge drop dip um, but I do believe that they'll bounce back and there's money to be made in them. Um, another stock that uh, is worth taking a look at is a company called Ballard Power Systems. Um, they're a developer and manufacturer in proton exchange membrane fuel cell products for markets such as heavy duty motive, portable power, material handling as well as engineering services. Ballard power has designed and shipped over 400 MW of fuel cells products to date. Now, the reason why this one is quite interesting, um, I personally have got, I bought this share uh, quite a while back. Um, I wanna say I got it back, let's say, I bought it around $4 and some change, so I got it around in September of 2019. Um, So that was quite some time ago. However, it's been on a steady uptick, you know, it's been battling, really doing well, Um, even as, coronavirus came if you look here February 19th February 20th cuz we remember when MGM we looked at uh the stock there uh this stock was up to $12.79 um the 52 week high on this stock was $14.20 um now it did dip pretty low um after it looked like a it, 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 uh, it looked like it took a loss after you know the coronavirus stuff happened i mean if you look right here february 21st it was at 13 dollars and then it took a huge dip down to february twenty seventh to eight dollars and 44 cent now like i said i purchased this stock around four dollars and some change back in september of 2019 but even through the midst of all of the coronavirus stuff going on this stock is still held pretty strong um So, it's definitely one worth taking a look at. Um, I'm quite, it's kind of interesting to see how uh, well it's done um, going through all of this. So, definitely a stock that you should keep an eye on. That's Ballard Power Systems. Um, the other one that I'd like you to take a look at and this one was kind of shocking to me at how much damage it's really took due to the coronavirus and I guess it really isn't shocking because uh it's if you you everybody's familiar with carnival cruise lines so carnival cruise lines let's see here carnival cruise lines they've been right now they last traded at twelve dollars a share now this one if you go to within the last year. Let's see here, or we'll go in the last one year. Um, they've been trading pretty much, uh, I mean consistently, around 40 to $50, you know, f- within the last one year. Now, if you take a look at them in February, they really started to take a hit during the coronavirus stuff. They they, they took a hit a lot earlier because some of the uh, news at the time were com- that was coming out, Excuse me, uh, a lot of the news and stuff that was coming out was, you know, pertaining to the cruise ships being like a cesspool for this uh, virus and which it is because if you're familiar um with a cruise ship, all the ductwork and all of the um cabins are all pretty much uh interconnected. So, you know, each room share each room ha- you know typically shares the same ductwork. So, all of those spores and everything that could get you sick is just going from one cabin to the other. That's why I was so shocked when they were leaving these people on the boats because some of the people who may not have even been sick, uh, maybe they couldn't test them fast enough, but some of the people who may not have even been sick, ooh, excuse me, were left on this on this boat um, to basically just get the virus, um, so I don't know. Maybe they had something in place to stop that. But uh, if you look at Carnival Cruise Lines, I mean, they've been trading constantly at you know forty to fifty dollars for the past year. Um, then they took a huge, huge, huge hit. They're trading around twelve dollars. Or that was the last trade. I mean, they dipped as low. I mean, their 52 week low was $7.94. And their 52-week high is $56.92. So for a stock that's trading consistently between $40 and $50 to be down at $10 or $12 a share, there's great potential there. I do believe Carnival will bounce back. They've got a little bit of good press going by saying that uh, they're going to be using some of their ships for like makeshift hospitals to uh, kind of uh, alleviate some of the pressure from the uh, the, – brick-and-mortar hospitals. Um, So I thought that was kind of cool. So that's definitely one to look out for. I do believe that they'll bounce back. Um, So Carnival Cruises definitely is, in my opinion, a go-to stock that you could probably make some money. And keep in mind, guys, when these stocks, even if they go up half of the price, you don't even have to go up half the price. Let's say Carnival Cruise goes up to, you know, twenty dollars. You could potentially make, you know, eight dollars per share if they go up to twenty dollars. Um, now I can't, like I said, the stock market. You have to kind of use your own judgment and pick the stocks that you feel best or feel there's potential in. Um, but I just find it interesting that you know that there's these huge losses in there and. It's hard for me to think that it will stay that way forever, like it'll never bounce back. Um, So the last one we'll take a look at here is going to be Caesars. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Caesars. They are also in the uh, casino industry. Uh, Entertainment corporation, uh, Caesars Entertainment Corporation is an American gaming, hotel, and casino corporation founded in Reno, Nevada, based in Paradise, Nevada, that owns and operates over 50 properties and seven golf courses under several brands. Now, this one last traded at $6.03 um, with a 52-week high of $14.74. Um, So it doesn't have that huge, and it looks like it's doing well in the after hours market. It's gone up 37 cents um, since the market has closed today. Um, But last traded at 603. If you look here at February 21st, that's when everything kind of started doing rough for the stock market. It was around $14. And you can see within the last year, it's been eh, somewhere between 9 and... Shoot, 9 and 15 dollars over the last year. Um, like I uh, the 52-week high was fourteen seventy four. dollars um, 52-week low was $3.22. Um, so I believe there's a little wiggle room here. Maybe this one won't be as risky as for you. Um, you know, you could take $6.00. Um, even if you did just a hundred shares at $6, there won't be a huge, or excuse me, not a hundred shares. If you get $6 worth of shares, uh, let's just take a look here with the, uh, calculator and let's just do a hypothetical scenario. Um, you know, I can't say exactly what will happen. Um, but we can do like a little hypothetical here. So currently, let's just say currently the stock is at $6.03. And we'll actually we'll go this way. You do a hundred dollars, and you're going to divide that by six dollars and three cent. So, oops, excuse me, I hit the wrong button there. Hundred dollars. Divide that by six dollars three cent. So it comes out to about sixteen and a half shares. So we'll just go. We'll just round it down to sixteen shares. So you'll have a little bit of extra. Sixteen shares. And let's just say it's gonna go up to eight bucks, you know. So sixteen shares times eight dollars. So you can make you know twenty eight dollars. Um, now, what I would suggest in doing is get your hundred dollars back. Leave the uh, get once you sell those off. Say if it if it did get up to eight dollars, um, you could uh, sell those sell your shares off to that way you can get your $100 back, leave the $28 in profit invested in Caesars. And then what you could do is take that remaining $100, you could buy back into the company, or you could choose a different company and kind of keep trying to build a portfolio, excuse me, uh, build a portfolio and have shares in some of these companies that I ultimately think will bounce back at a much higher price. And then you'll have a little something to fall back on one day, you know, a real little retirement plan. Um, Like I said, you can't always guarantee with the stock market, there's always that uh, chance that things could go south. But with everything going on, it's hard for me to say that it'll always remain that way that will ne- you know it'll never bounce back. Uh, so I think there's money to be made some maybe long a little bit longer term when it comes to coming back to life. Um but also the volatility is also kind of crazy. I mean, you can tell here if you have a lot of money to invest. I mean, even in the last 5 days, let's just say in the last 5 days, if you bought this stock here on Wednesday at 325 Three days later it's up to six dollars and three cents, so you could have made three dollars per share in just a three day time frame now that's kind of interesting to see so there is money to be made in the stock market guys right now, even through the midst of all of this. you just got to be careful do your own research and you know pick the stocks that you feel comfortable investing in um but uh we'll move on here uh to our next segment here a little bit of sports news for you guys um Let's see here. Uh, so the first news story that I wanted to get into um, is the NFL. Uh, apparently, they are no longer uh, suspending players for a positive marijuana test, um, which is kind of interesting to see. Uh, got a little article here that I'll see if I can bring up for you guys. All right. So, uh, so it says, uh, I guess they got the logo kind of blocking here. Uh, let's see if I can fix that. Uh, NFL suspending players for smoking weed goes up in smoke under proposed new CBA. So NFL players will no longer be suspended if they fail a drug test for smoking marijuana. Under the proposed new CBA, the penalties for players testing positive for THC will be reduced and suspensions will be eliminated. This does mean former Cleveland Browns offensive lineman Greg Robinson, who was arrested with 157 pounds of marijuana in his car, would not be subject to suspension by the NFL personal conduct policy. Yeah, I mean, you got to just, you know, quick note here. There's one thing between, I guess, just uh, maybe being an NFL star. You're going out to the club and maybe you smoke some weed or something. So they're not looking to suspend those type of offenders. Of course, they're not talking about this guy here, Greg Robinson, who had 157 pounds of marijuana in his car. Um, That could probably be, I'm sure like they're saying here, that's going to be more something that you can... Get charged with. Uh, it goes on to say, you know, if he's not in prison after being charged with uh, possessing 157 pounds of marijuana with the intent to distribute, with rec- and then it says, uh, with recreational marijuana law now legal in 11 states and Washington D.C. and medicinal sales legal in uh, another 22 states. Many wondered why the NFL would continue testing for it and suspending players for using it. Um, so you can kind of see the. Uh, that marijuana is kind of uh, becoming more socially acceptable, even as far as in uh, sports and things like that. I'd like to know if, uh, you know, how would it affect the uh, sports if every player's is getting high, just dragging ass, and getting out on the field? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think about. Um So I thought that was kind of an interesting piece of news. Also, uh, Tom Brady, if you're a Patriots fan, um, it looks like he has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has left the Patriots and has gone to Tampa Bay. Now, it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, rumors and things surrounding why he left uh, New England. Um, are, uh, so I'm not really sure what the reasoning was behind it. You know, it just seems to be a little bit of speculation. I don't think there's been a comment, uh, exactly why, like maybe there's an official comment that's a little bit watered down and not actually more PR, uh, related, but, uh, it looks like, let's see here. It looks like, uh, he's gone to Tampa Bay, which I thought was an interesting pick. If you had asked me, where do you think Tom Brady would have went? I don't think I would have said I don't think I would have said Tampa Bay, um, but nonetheless, it looks like he signed a two year $50 million contract, um, which is nice money, $25 a million, uh, $25 million a year. You cannot hate on that. That's, that's good money. Um, excuse me. Uh, so. Uh, he did and the $50, uh, $50 million contract is actually a slight decrease. I believe he was getting 70 million for the two year contract, uh, with the Patriots. Um, but quarterback Tom Brady aced his interview with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to the Tampa Bay times. Uh, and that was partially because he ended up interviewing coach Bruce Arians and general manager, Jason Litch, uh, Brady humbled himself sharing how much he admired Arians' system and how much he enjoyed operating. Uh, Brady didn't demand that Arians change the system. Instead, the 42-year-old quarterback promised to be an old dog ready to learn a new trick. In fact, Brady made almost no demands of Tampa. He, of course, wanted a fair salary and a a good group of teammates. And after he signed his deal, Brady had just one request. Um, and it says that I believe the request that he's referring to, uh, well, let's read, let's see what it says. Uh, so here's what he said, according to the Tampa Bay times, uh, this is, I guess the, the, the coach speaking here. He said, Brady never asked for control of the offense. He never knew that Aaron, he knew that Arians offensive coordinator, coordinator, Brian Leftwich, quarterbacks. Coach Clyde Christensen and special assistants Tom Moore would collaborate with him on game plans. He didn't ask for any specific players to join him. He didn't ask to wear the number 12, which for the moment belongs to Godwin. In fact, there was only one request Brady had had after he had signed. He wanted the phone numbers of all his new Bucks teammates. Um, so interesting piece of news there with Tom Brady. Um Now, also, uh, another. this is kind of a good piece of news that I wanted to bring to uh, light. I know if you remember when we talked to Mark Cuban last time about him trying to help his employees out that work for the Dallas Mavericks, and he would be paying them uh, for games uh, that got canceled. I believe it was four games, I believe they agreed to. The next four games, they got paid paid for, um, but he's taking it a step further here. It says, Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks players donate 500000 towards child care for health care workers. Um, so the Dallas Mavericks are helping cover child care costs for health care workers who are on the front lines of the COVID-19 response effort. The Mavs announced Friday that owner Mark Cuban and players Luca Donick and Dwight Powell teamed up with the Dallas Mavericks Foundation to donate $500,000 to support child care for health care workers. Um, So the donation will go to University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center and Parkland Hospital. It'll go towards the hospital's frontline caregiving staff, including nurses, physicians, lab techs, and pharmacists. So good for Mark Cuban. Um, You know, he's well known for being on Shark Tank. Um, He's kind of got, he kind of got a hot head sometimes. He kind of reminds me of... um, You know, he he just got a he's got that reputation for being very outspoken, hot headed, um, but he still has a moment to step back, uh, kind of do what he can. I mean, the guy's got Buku money. I'm sure five hundred thousand dollars will go a long way to help with those people who are struggling to find daycare uh, that still have to report to work because they're considered essential employees and they're not going to be closing them down. Um, so that's going to bring us to our next stories here. Um, just a second. So the next story that we're going to talk about is, and this is still a developing story as we speak right now. I don't believe a deal has been made. Um, but it appears that the Democrats have blocked the bill, a uh, stimulus bill to help, uh, uh to kind of get the economy going back again to some extent. Uh, I don't know that it'll ex- definitely be a perfect fix or that it'll get the economy going back. But it'll help folks meet um, essential things, you know, whether it's just uh, just kind of tide them over until this stuff settles down. But uh, here's an article here. This was done by NBC News. Um, It says a vote to advance the massive coronavirus stimulus bill failed on Sunday night in the Senate as negotiations negotiations had yet to produce a deal on more than the $1 trillion aid package. A second vote has now been scheduled for Monday shortly after 12. Now, as far as I know, I've been kind of keeping up with it. A deal has not been reached. Um, I believe uh, as late as two o'clock, I was watching uh, the live stream for this and to me, from what I saw, um, I wish I had a clip of it, but uh, it's still ongoing. I haven't had a time, uh, a moment to really pull it up. But um, there was a clip of them at one point saying, guys, why are we talking about solar panels? Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about that? Let's get back to COVID-19. You know, he was really going into the fact, like, we've got to stop getting sidetracked. So it's kind of shocking to me that, that we're not able to come together in a time like this Um and just get get something hammered down. I mean, it's 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 almost embarrassing. You know, I'm sure that the Democrats want something, uh, and the Republicans want something. But to not just to be going back and forth in a time like this, I think people are really counting on this. I know there's a bunch of waitresses out there who have been laid off. Um, that have, you know, are basically living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, you know, the politicians are the ones that are making these decisions for the entire United States. And some people have speculated, you know, they got it in the back of their mind as they're making these decisions, they want to have a chance at reelection um, versus, and you know, at some point you have to kind of put that reelection stuff in the back of your mind. And just do what's right for the people. Um, You know, really do, you know, don't worry about so much re-election. Just do what's right. And I think if you're doing what's right, you can't go wrong. People will will notice that. But one could also argue, I think, that some people are making decisions without a care in the world because maybe they have no chance at re-election. If I'm not mistaken, Nancy Pelosi, um, who promised not to stay more than four years in her job, um, and she is said to have a, played a pretty huge role in blocking this bill, which we'll get to that in this article here. Um, but she, I don't believe she's, I think her term ends fairly soon, so maybe you know, she just seems like one of those women, like out of spite, that would, I, you know, just with her, remember her ripping up Donald Trump's uh, speech and all of that stuff, she just seems real petty. Um, and Is she in it for the people or herself or I'm not sure. You know, I can't really say. I haven't investigated that that much part, you know, that deep into it about her involvement in actually blocking it. But we'll read the article here and you'll see what I'm referring to. Um, But it says Republicans who needed 60 votes to move forward on the bill weren't able to win over any Democrats to proceed. So not one single Democrat, you know, voted for this. Um, But it means no aids will flow to the economy, including checks to individuals, help for small businesses and bailouts for big corporations until an agreement is reached. Uh, Some people are saying that the Democrats are doing this because too much money is going to the big corporations. But that's kind of what I've been seeing on social media. They're like, no, it's not. the They're doing what's right. They don't want all this money to go to the big corporations. And it just doesn't it just doesn't it just doesn't. I ain't buying it. Um, And nor was that mentioned in this article. I'm not saying that that couldn't be a reason, but it wasn't mentioned in this article. But here it says, uh, Republicans who needed 60 votes to move forward on the bill weren't able to win over any Democrats, meaning no aid. Um, Until an agreement is reached, uh, Democrats Democrat said they were disfatif- disfatif- dissatisfied with worker protections in the bill, which was written by Republicans and that the rules on corporate bailouts are too lax. So they're referring, I guess, to the corporate bailouts and saying that workers aren't protected, um, which, you know, I can somewhat agree to that. But when you listen to the actual hearings and what they're doing, I don't really hear so much of that talk. It's more about freaking solar panels and all this other mumbo jumbo um if that's even a word um so and also i i i remember speaking with one uh guy today um he brought up a good point this is speculation but he said uh the democrats are probably upset because they're claiming that they didn't have anything to do with this bill that they didn't have an opportunity to weigh in and they don't want republicans getting all the credit for it um, so that, that, I mean, I could kind of see something like that. They're saying, Oh, you know, Donald Trump and the Republicans had all the dealings Was writing on, you know, writing this up. And if it does work, then they'll get all the credit. If that's true, I don't know. But, uh, it says here, uh, we'll see what happens. I think we'll get there. Pre- President Donald Trump said at the white house moments after the measure failed to advance, we have to help the workers and we have to save the companies, you know, and I I agree with both of that. I don't, I don't, I'm not so much for the the big corporations, you know, they've been getting over on people a long time. Um, some of these big corporations, but that's not to say everyone doesn't deserve uh, a little bit of a helping hand during this tough time, but the small businesses and everyday Americans is where my personal, uh, beliefs are on the whole matter but it says here the article goes on all of a sudden the democratic leader chuck schumer and the speaker of the house nancy pelosi shows up and we're and we're back to square one so (laughs) that's kind of a stab by nbc news i'm surprised to hear them go after those two like that but uh, at this point i don't think nancy pelosi is winning a whole lot of uh Uh, a popularity contest Brian Garrett in the chat Pelosi and Schumer want unprecedented collective bargaining power for unions too as a part of this yeah So it says, so we're fiddling here, fiddling with the emotions of American people, fiddling with the markets, fiddling with our health care. The American people expect us to act tomorrow. And I would agree with that. I think people that do need help needed it yesterday, you know, because like I said, there's a lot of people out of work. Not everybody is out of work. Now, personally, myself, you know, I'm still working. I know a bunch of other people who are still required to go to work. But some of these bars and waitresses and things like that, a lot of them are single mothers. that are struggling just to make ends meet. And a $1,000 is not going to solve it. You know, it's not going to fix it. Or even 1200 bucks, I believe it is. And I think they're going to give you a little kicker if you got a kid or something. But it's not going to fix all the world problems. Um, however, it's just made as a little bit uh, uh, to hold you over, tide you over. You know, just a little bit of help, I think, will go a long way. Um, but it said here. Uh, Just keep just uh, continuing reading here McConnell said uh, the second vote uh, for Monday would show whether that's there's been any change of heart among the Democrats and he noticed it would take after the markets open which could increase pressure on Democrats not to oppose the measures and frighten investors. I don't know if that's a great tactic, but uh, just FYI, I don't believe they reached a deal, so it don't look like that strategy works too well. (laughs) But uh, Schumer said early this morning, Leader McConnell presented to us a highly partisan bill written exclusively by Republicans, and he said he would call a vote to proceed to it today. So who is being bipartisan? He knows darn well for this bill to pass. It needs both Democratic and Republican support. Uh, Give me more time. I believe we could reach a point where the legislation is close enough to what the nation needs for all senators, all senators to want to move forward. Schumer added. We are not yet at that point. So I'm kind of, you know, I don't understand. He says he knows darn well for this bill to pass. It needs both Democratic and Republican support. Now, yeah, maybe so. Um, but my whole point is you mean to tell me now, I'm sure there's a lot going on. There's a lot behind the scenes. I think that we don't get to see, but you mean to tell me, and if, as far as I understood, they met prior to this and I believe, uh, Donald Trump even referred to it in one of the conferences before they went to vote. Uh, this was back, uh, when, uh, he was he had a press conference and he was like yeah i met with schumer i think we had a great meeting it seems like things were doing really well and then all of a sudden you know he, he freaking they just pulled like i couldn't believe it you know they were it just when they didn't make a deal um like i said i don't the the thousand dollars is a the twelve hundred thousand dollars whatever the amount will be because i don't think anyone knows at this point it's kind of scary it's not going to be super great for our economy you know just the printing money out of thin air and dispersing it, it it's not going to help but it's it's I guess it's ju- it's just it's something to take the You know, there's a lot of people out there. That thousand dollars can go a long way. Just as simple as putting food in the house. You know, just getting some essentials. Maybe pay your rent. You know, Um, now I will say um, the gas company. I personally have gas in my home. Gas company. um, I've received a letter saying, hey, if you're you know not up to date on your bills or anything, don't worry. We're not going to cut it off. Now, thankfully, I've been paid up for this month, (laughs) which you know everybody has issues sometimes, but my bills are taken care of but it's nice to get those letters from the companies that you uh get service from and to see them kind of reaching out saying that um that they're 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 not there to just shut you down so it's good to see that but you know this money could go a long way for some of these folks and i hope that they work out some kind of deal as last time i saw it um last time I saw it was just before the stream started because I was looking to see if anything would change. Um, and apparently as of now, they just still have not made a deal, which is it, it's just, it's kind of, it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of sad. Um, but anyway, uh, just a quick little tidbit here. Um, one of the reasons why I think the money will help. I see Kevin Mills in the chat says, uh, I don't agree with the money. Don't, And it, uh, I guess he's, I'm not sure what he's referring to there. It's going to raise taxes next year, um, Kevin Mills said. So, but I want to just point out something. I'm not sure if you're aware of this uh, statistic, but the amount of people living check to check in America is nearly 80% of American workers, 78%, I believe, to be exact. So that's people, 78% of the United States population are living paycheck to paycheck. So as a waitress who lives day by day, in some cases, you know, uh, or you know, it, paycheck to paycheck, with seventy eight percent of Americans, that's that's scary. You know, that's that's eighty percent of the United States population. Um, and you could look that statistic up if you're not sure. Uh, cause that's according to, uh, well, this is kind of an older report. It's, I'm sure it's fluctuated. It may not be quite, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but it's according to a 2017 report by the employment website, career builder. Um, it was 78% of people live in paycheck to paycheck. Um, so these people need this money, you know, um, I, I just, it, people people need a, a little bit of a breather, you know. Um, but moving on, um, I don't want to continue uh, harping on this whole deal thing the whole time. Um, but there's celebrities that are getting this. Um, I personally don't know anybody with the coronavirus or anybody that knows anybody that has it. I've asked around a little bit. I did speak to one person. Now this particular person said her neighbor's mom's best friend's boyfriend said that she got it. Now she's probably just trying to get some Instagram likes or something. <laughs> I don't, you know, like I don't know how verifiable is that? So um it's kind of uh it's kind of interesting to see um I'm not really sure like it, it, these celebrities that are getting it, I like. I said, I personally don't know anyone, but it seems like every celebrity is coming out with their own little speak. You got Idris Elba, uh, Tom Hanks. Um, but Tom Hanks, you know, says that he's fine. Um, you know, he's not feeling too bad about it. Idris Elba posted a video, um, with him having it, and he, the guy, looked great. You know what I mean? He's, he looked he looked all right. You know, so it was kind of interesting. Um, but. It's kind of, you're getting a lot of mixed signals with this whole coronavirus thing. You know, you're hearing things like uh, a person will post a video on uh, YouTube or Facebook or something saying, I have coronavirus, but I don't have any symptoms, you know. And then you got the guy in Italy who's posting a video and they got three loved ones dead in the hallway or this one guy posted a video of his sister in bed who was dead and they apparently he called authorities and they wouldn't come get the body due to uh just the, the resources being short and then also um with the coronavirus being in that house i guess they didn't want to run the risk of you know getting uh, affected by the virus um so it, it's just a lot of misinformation out there i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly what to expect with that you know uh granted italy does have one of the oldest populations you know the, as a country overall their population is generally the much older folks um but it's hard to decipher what's true and what's not surrounding this pandemic so it's been a lot of uh, different information of and one thing that i really wanted to get to um and this is kind of an interesting thing, interesting tank. Uh, I've seen a lot of people blaming Trump for all of this. Uh, you know, but I want to preface this by first off by saying Trump is not to blame for all of this. Um, and maybe this is going on elsewhere. But when you look at a place like Italy, which has far more deaths than the United States, um why aren't the, the leaders there being blamed? Um, if you look at China, they're taking some heat, um, but basically they're saying Trump didn't do enough. He wasn't prepared. I don't think any country or anybody was prepared for this. You know, it's, it's weird that you would just solely blame Trump for all of this. Now I'm not a, a Trump, uh, uh, Dive off the deep end Trump supporting type guy. I think he he does what's best for the American people. Um, I think he tries. um, Which goes a long way in my book. I really think he gives uh, a lot of effort with the... uh, I, I really believe that he tries his hardest to... Do what's right for the American people. I really genuinely believe that. But I got another segment here called Troll Patrol. Um, And this is people that and uh, I did uh, reach out to these people asking them if it was okay for me to use their personal information uh, or not their personal information, but their names on stream. Um, So one lady posted here, for him to keep calling it the Chinese virus or the Kung Flu is just disgusting and disrespectful. He's been told to stop, but ignorant mofo just have to show everyone how stupid they are. Shaking my fucking head. Now, I felt compelled to comment on this because I felt there was a little bit of disingenuous information here. Um, it's, I put on there, uh, my first comment here, I'm not sure if you guys are able to read it, but I will read it all for you. My first comment here is, it came from China though. I don't think it's disgusting. A Chi- I said, I don't, I don't think it's disgusting. A uh, Chinese man eating feral meat is disgusting though. Well, a bat, especially a bat is disgusting. Now the Kung flu thing is out of line, but I haven't heard the president use that term. Uh, you're the first person I've seen say that part of the reason he is saying Chinese virus too is because a Chinese woman was claiming it came from the U.S. military soldiers and saying we actually brought it to China so he's doing it to make it very clear that this developed in China and that's where it came from not to be racist or disrespectful Um, so that was my quote on it. Now, there is a couple of things wrong with the information uh, with what I said, and we'll get to that in a point, but I kind of want to just keep the story going and keep reading here. Um, but it says, Wayne Kevin, uh, this guy says Michael Shelton is his name. He said, that's the stupidest shit that I've read all day, so thank you. So I first want to point out about this guy, Michael Shelton. Um, genuinely, he I don't believe that he came into this with – Trying to genuinely change my mind or speak from a place of knowledge because when you come in saying that's the stupidest shit I've read all day so thank you. You don't post anything to back up your statement. Um, you're just basically criticizing without anything. You're just like, Oh, that's stupid and then you move on. You don't say anything to say, Well, I can see where you're 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 wrong on this and I wanna tell you why. You know, there's no reason to say that's the stupidest shit I've read all day and then puts a bunch of laugh and stuff. You know, he's not really you can already tell with this guy's demeanor that he's not there to uh uh he's not there to uh uh have a genuine conversation. Um, but I said, I told the guy, what part would you like to anima- analyze? Uh, we can break it down. I didn't type anything that wasn't true. Donald Trump held a conference in which he answered the question as to why he calls it the Chinese virus. A spokesman woman from China said, also said U.S. soldiers brought it to China, and the virus was developed from eating feral meat, which was traced back to a meat market in Wuhan. And the particular virus is contracted from a bat. You can look this up. Um so I want to point out, um, later, you know, I, I kept saying spokeswoman, um, for whatever reason, I thought it was a spokeswoman that had said this, but it was actually a sp- a Chinese spokesman and I have the article uh where we can refer to here in just a moment. Um and this guy Michael Gotti Chase, this was a different total guy than a total different guy than Michael Shelton. Um but it says it was also says it was transformed a bat to a human through a cut. Trump's a racist piece of shit shit and that's facts. He said that's a fact. He has evidence to show that, you know, he says that's a fact. If you make excuses for him, his behavior away, away, either you're a complete moron or support his views. So you're either a moron or support his views. So you mean to tell me if I support his views, you're not a moron? I'm just saying. Um, But he's going on to say Trump's a racist piece of shit and that's a fact. Well, that's not a fact, my friend. That's your opinion um... however i want to get to another point here he he this guy at least had the thing to kind of post something um saying You know, he kind of posted some information saying exactly why he didn't agree with the statement. So I can respect that a little bit. You know, he's saying, hey, it was transferred from a bat to a human through a cut. You know, at least he's trying to say something versus what the first guy said, who said that's the dumbest shit I read all day and didn't say anything else. So, you know, I can respect that he would say that. Um, But this is going to get a little bit more interesting. But before we get to that, I want to uh, pull up a little video here just uh to show let's pull this up here so let's see maybe uh sorry about the ad all right check it we'll we'll check out this uh uh little clip here and i just want to point out something And I just want to point out I'm playing this video because someone's saying, you know, uh he, you know, why does he keep calling it that and uh all of that stuff. So like I'm just I'm just referring to the to the comment made as to why he's calling it that and it's not to be racist but this is the reason. So he was making it clear, I have great love for all of the people in our country. He said it there. Uh, racists don't say that. Um, just an FYI. So he's referring to the American soldiers. He's saying, you know, we can't be blamed for this. I want to make it very clear that it came from China and it was not brought to China by U.S. soldiers. So that's that clip. So that's just to address what the, uh, what the, uh, young man was saying here, um, that or her, her original post saying that it was racist and he's just stating simply, I'm sorry, audio, uh, was it not, did it not play? Did it not play through the chat? Uh, Let me know if that video didn't play, um, so the next uh the next clip here uh we'll read a little bit more from the comments it was it's super low huh that's interesting let me see if i can fix that for you guys i'm sorry oh okay sorry about that we can we can if you'd like we can replay that video um uh, looks like i had the volume turned down there for the desktop audio i apologize Put it in the chat if this will uh, make it a little bit better. We Can you hear that audio much better? We live in strange times.
1: Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from China. racist. It's not racist at all, no.
0: So uh, I'm just playing the video again, it looks like the audio wasn't working properly, um, but I think we got it fixed. Um, but he's saying here, they're asking him why does he keep calling it Chinese virus, and he clearly states, because it came from China. It
1: comes from China, that's why, China. it comes from China, <laughs> I want to be no accurate. Chinese <laughs> yeah, Americans please John, please, AIDS you. Well, Are you I, have a great, I have great love uh, for all of the people from our country, but so he's
0: saying he's got great love for all the people in the company. That's not, so, that's not what, you know, that is not what a racist would say in my book. Uh, they wouldn't say I have great love for people in my country.
1: As you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe this stuff now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China.
0: So that's just that's the reason behind why he's calling that not to be racist, not to be disrespectful, just to make it clear that it came from China and that, you know, the Americans can't be blamed for this virus. Now, maybe it's maybe I don't see what the uh, I guess with the people that don't realize, I think it's important Maybe the reason why he wants, and this is speculation, this is just me trying to make sense of it, but maybe another reason why he's calling it the Chinese virus is because when you have, I guess as a nation, you have to be held responsible for the things that go on. So in China, you have to be responsible for, you know, this virus developing, um, and also, uh, there's a lot going on as far as trade deals and things with other countries, and you don't want to be frowned upon on that or be outcast by all those uh, countries. Um, So you have to make it clear where it came from. And that way people are informed on where, you know, where it happened, where, where things were developing. And I, it's, it's kind of, you know, I guess it's, um, I guess it's just a little it's a little tricky you know I'm sure there's more to why it's important for it to make it clear it came from China versus saying that it definitely came from the United States whether that's trade deals or another reason I'm not 100% sure Um, and like I said I'm not 100% for like woo yeah, call it the Chinese virus. But to say that he's doing it to be racist or disrespectful, I don't think is accurate. Could he find another word for it certainly? Um I, a lot of people have been calling it the novel ca- coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Maybe he should stick to that. But I just want to be clear, it's not because the president is a racist, you know? That doesn't it just doesn't make it just doesn't, it just, it's silly. It's a silly statement to say. Um, but as we read on here in the comments, uh, she, she go. I, I've, I've responded to this guy's comment saying Trump's a racist piece of shit and that's fact. Well, obviously that's not a fact. It's his opinion. But I said, well, it's not a fact. He said multiple times he's not a racist and That's like me telling you the Cowboys are trash, and that's a fact. It's not a fact. It's just an opinion. Now, I chose the Cowboys there because this guy had photos of the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm assuming he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm just trying to let him know just because I think his team is trash doesn't mean they're actually trash. But just like assholes, uh, uh, opinions are just like assholes. Everyone has one, and your opinion makes you a moron. Now, I probably shouldn't have called this guy a moron, but when I, you know, when I get insulted uh, by a guy who's basically just trolling the internet, um, just trying to fire people up, he's not trying to make valid points. He's not trying to. Um, he's not. Tr- he's just going in, just trying to talk about, you know. He's just basically not not even trying to make a valid argument. you're just going in with a nasty attitude um but he claims so the guy above says you know it was it also says it was transferred from a bat to a human through a cut. Now, I did not find any evidence to say that it was transferred through a cut. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I just didn't see anything with our research that this was transferred from a bat to human through a cut. But if that is in fa- fact the case, I just want to point out here that even if it was transferred through a cut, why was a bat at a meat market being handled? It certainly wasn't there for looks, it was there for consumption. Now, I believe the it, this all started or everyone believes that this all started in a meat market, a or excuse me, I, I don't even know that it was a meat market. I want to say it was a seafood market in Wuhan. Um wuhan china and so it's this guy if he even if it was transferred to a cut why is a bat just laying there you know if somebody was he was gonna buy that bad boy um but anyway it's to go on a little bit further the young lady here says the fact that the virus already has a name makes it racist i'm not sure about having a name is racist um but, okay, but if she goes on to say, by the way, during that interview, he calls it the Kung Flu, and it's not even a flu anyway. It's racist. All racists claim they're not racist because they know they're an asshole for being one. Also, it wasn't a woman claiming it was U.S. soldiers. It was their... Uh, she lead their she, she i think is g is i think is how you pronounce it um is their leader and he said it's because he's fed up with the ignorance because of ignorance of trump so she's going on to say it wasn't a woman who made the claims about the u.s soldiers well she's in fact right um so she did correct me on that statement so i uh, you know that's Perfectly understandable. I because I originally said a, a, a spokeswoman, a Chinese spokeswoman, um, but it is not the woman. Um, I I don't know if it was their leader. Um, maybe it was. I did see some reports saying it was from their leader. But I actually have an article um, referring to somebody that's a Chinese spokesman, spokesman um, who actually made some tweets about it, and that's what kind of got it going. But the their leader could have also said something about it as well. And she goes on to say he said it because he's fed up with the ignorance of Trump. So he's not saying it because it's actually true you're saying. You're saying, oh, because he's fed up with Trump, he had to say something just to fire back. I'm not sure if that's what you're saying. It's just kind of what it looks like to hear. But she goes, guess what? U.S. troops were in a training session with them, and it all started after that. So they can assume just like Trump does. Trump's not assuming um, just an FYI, ah, he's getting his information from somewhere else. You know, Trump is being told this stuff, um, so he's not making the assumption. Um, but it says, bottom line, as a leader, you're supposed to be dip- diplomatic, and that's something this piece of shit will never be. I do agree. Um, it's he he should conduct his way in a more diplomatic uh, uh, diplomatic way, but you're saying that's something that piece of shit will never be. That guy's a dad, a grandfather. Um, He's not, I don't believe piece of shit just seems kind of rough. You know, I don't understand where it's where I mean, it just seemed like the hate, just the genuine hate for the guys just seems out of line. Um, But you know, I go on to say he never called it the Kung flu. Um, They keep saying that he called it the Kung flu. He never called it the Kung flu. And just to prove it you know to bring up what i'm referencing he did say the words kung flu but he did not call it the kung flu he was asking for clarification from a reporter but we're gonna watch the clip here um, it's not very long um, but we're gonna watch the clip here to show exactly what he was saying
1: did because we thought they would have known better
0: okay uh, just a moment
1: Governor Cuomo very much
0: So this isn't the right clip Sorry about that Hold on here Let's see if I can just bring up The video here I'm sorry uh, I'm not sure what happened I had the link saved um, But for some reason it doesn't look like It wanted to Bring up the correct post. Sorry for the delay here, um, but I wanted to make sure I get Ms. this right. There's so federal, here we are. reporting that the federal government has a, a plan that shows that this coronavirus... I don't, Rick, might last as much, as long. All right. So this is the clip here. So sorry for the delay, but this is the clip here. This is the young lady um, uh, speaking about the coronavirus. We'll check it out here. It's 18 months. Are you seeing those numbers? No, yeah, we're not seeing that at all. And then the, the, my second question is, there are some, at least one White House official, who used the term Kung Flu, referring to the fact that this virus started in China. Is that acceptable? Is it wrong? Are you worried that... that- so just to make it a, a pointed out, she's the one who's bringing up this term term I had never heard it until prior to her bringing this comment up um uh, I re- actually I first heard it from the young lady's post that we're talking about here um I heard it from her her and then I was like I've never heard that and then it caused me to investigate because if he genuinely was going out there saying that that's out of line. You know, he shouldn't be calling it that. But he's not using that, fra- that that phrase, you know, and there's no evidence of him using that other than this video, which he's not using it in a derogatory context. He's just simply asking for clarification. Having this virus be, uh, be talked about as as a Chinese virus, then that might help. I wonder who said that. that. You his, know who said that? that? I'm not sure the person's name. So she's not even able to quote the person that she's claiming that made this statement. She can't even. She can't even say exactly who made the statement. He asked her, "Do you know who said that? Can you tell me who it was that said that?" She can't do it. But would you condemn used, the fact?
1: That say the, the term flu? again. The, a person at the White House used the it term "pung
0: flu." My question is. He tells her to use the term again because he's trying to make a point here. That why don't you say it? Why don't you say it? You're trying. She's trying to bait him into calling it this, trying to get some kind of press out of this. She's, bait, she's baiting this guy, you know? And it's just, its quite frankly, it's wrong. So he's asking her to say the term. He's like, why don't you say the term then? You know, if you want to try to play this game and get me to say these things, and why don't you say it? Do you Kung think flu. that's wrong? Kung flu. And do you think using the term Chinese virus, that puts Asian Americans at risk, that people no, might target that?
1: No, not at all. I think they probably... Uh, would agree with it 100%. It comes from China. There's nothing not to agree. Okay, how about the last question? Please go ahead. Switching gears to a larger... So
0: that's the end of that clip there. They're, they're going to go into some other questions and things like that. But I just wanted to point out the fact that he did not call it the Kung Flu. Um just wanted to clear that up and put that on record there. Um, so... I go on to say, she also goes in here to say a little bit, um, she also says that uh, U.S. troops were in a training session with them and it started after that. So they can assume just like Trump does, bottom line, as a leader, you're supposed to be diplomatic. And I do want to agree with her. But she also goes, all racists claim that they're not a racist because they know they're an asshole for being one. So I go on to comment and say, I am also not racist and love all people. Does that make me a racist or do you think I'm lying? Because she's saying anyone who says they're not a racist is actually a racist. Now this is where things are going to get a little bit interesting. She, the next guy commented or liked my uh, post here. He's got a name by Grease Lightning. Now, I don't know if you guys can see this. You know, uh, I did ask for permission to use these. I was willing to blur these people's names out, but they didn't seem to oppose it um, once I asked. Grease Lightning is an African-American. Very nice guy from the dealings I've had dealt with him. But it's kind of interesting to see a guy that, you know, could potentially fall victim to racism. uh, You know, saying, hey, look, you know. Kevin's actually right on this, you know? And so it's kind of interesting to see uh, that it's coming out like that. Now, I did speak with Lori. I've known this young woman uh, or quite some time uh, through growing up. She's she's known me probably since I was a little kid um, through sports and things like that. Um, I believe her, her kids and uh, we all played on the same baseball teams, and I could be wrong on that, but just want to say that... Um, you know, she's a very nice woman. Um, but I just wanted to put on there, Lori, you're an awesome person and though you are hundred percent entitled to your opinion, I just everyone wish everyone wouldn't point fingers and take jabs at the president when I genuinely believe he's trying and effort goes a long way in my book, God bless. Now, the same guy, um Grease Lightning here commented again, in my opinion, he's doing everything right. I'm not a fan of him, but I do give credit where it's due. It's just people not listening to the CDC and still going out and touching and traveling. So when they lock us down like China did, it'll be for the best in my opinion. So again, this is Grease Lightning saying, hey, look, I'm not even a big fan of the president. But it seems like he's trying. He's doing everything he can. He's doing everything right. Lori Radford comes back and says, nothing but love here, Kev. We all have the right to our opinions. And she's absolutely right. Um, So that was kind of interesting to see. Um, But anyway, this guy, Michael Gotti Chase, who I like to call a troll in this situation. um, Michael Gotti Chase goes on and says, how can anybody say a man who lies gives citizens misinformation and won't admit his faults at all is trying? We are fucked and only getting worse, and all he does is talk about how good he did before COVID-19. Well, your orange-faced baboon's ass, you dropped the ball and fucked us. Give him a round of applause. He didn't fuck us. Nobody was prepared for this. He's doing the best that he can, and if you're not familiar, he's donated his quarterly salary to help with the virus. I'm not saying that he's able to... uh, get everything done right away and just stop everything, but he's a one person. It's going to take a collective of everybody. You got people, these college kids down in Miami grouping up on the beach. Now, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily a good idea. Now, sure, they're just trying to live their life during the midst of all this and have a good time, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just seems kind of silly that this guy would say something like this. So he's just trolling at this point. And I say that to him. I said, hey, Michael, Gotti, Chase, you're just trolling it at this point. Then he goes on to say, trolling? I'm just posting facts. But why do you care? So this only says that, this only brings up the fact that he's uh, trolling even that much more, you know? So, it's just kind of interesting to see because you're sitting there saying that he's trolling, and I'm saying that he's troll. Uh, he's saying he's not trolling, he, but he's posting facts, and then he's gonna say, "Why don't? Why do you care?" I just told him to take care. Um, so he, I did ask for permission on this. He said he stands by his post. Feel free to use mine, unblurred. Then you have this young lady, Charlotte Clark. Not sure what she came came into it, but she goes, "He did call it the kung Flu. What channel are you on?" I told her I'll send her a link of the show, um, which I'll do here after the show. I'm going to send them a link. But she said, no, I'm good, boo. Thanks, because I'm rude. So she's not even open or enter, uh, trying to give, um, be open to ideas or speak or anything. So she's just simply saying, oh, I'm rude, you know, and just – it just makes no sense you know it's just you're not trying to speak ideas you're not trying to have a civilized conversation um which is all I wanted to see but um you know i'm not going to harp on that too much uh, i just wanted to point out the fact that there's some min- misinformation going around he's not racist um if you can tell me one instance where he uh well i'm not going to say that i'd like to see some evidence supporting that he, was, that he is a racist. If you can do that, it's fine. Um, but the final story, final segment of the night is we have a local reporter here. His name's Kurt Autry. Now, if you're familiar with Kurt Autry, uh, you would know that he's a NBC reporter here in the local area of Virginia. Um, I would like to, if I can, I'm going to bring up a... Post of his, and I just want to talk about it briefly and my my intent here is not to go uh all willy nilly on Kurt Autry because I've followed him for quite some time. He's actually a very nice guy um he he tends to make me laugh sometimes um so I don't want to make it seem like I'm just straight up bashing the guy, but I just want to bring to the bring the bring up a couple of things here or at least bring attention to uh, something. Um, So as we look here, give me just a moment. So just bringing up this photo. So here's the post that we're referring to. I don't know if you guys can read it, but I'll certainly read it off for you. It says, For those of you who are still living under the delusion that the evil media is blowing this out of proportion, don't take your current low number of deaths fewer than 300 in the entire country as proof that you're right. So that actually, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing there. But that statement in alone would kind of prove that you're, you know, you're you're right. Uh, you know what I mean? But maybe I'm not sure. But it says this is a picture from a parking garage at Vanderbilt University Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Let that sink in. It's so important to listen to the warnings. Now, I do agree with him. It is important to listen to the warnings. But what I want to point out here is that you've posted a picture from Nashville, Tennessee of all these beds lined up I, all these beds lined up for for in a parking garage and I mean that's a scary photo to me you know you're thinking wow they got all these beds lined up ready to go that's just the photo alone kind of incites a little bit of fear um now <laughs> There was a few comments. This post by Kurt Autry, by the way, has been deleted. There was a little bit of backlash going on around it. I did reach out to Kurt and uh, tweeted, uh, tweeted it to him and asking him why he took it down because I did notice there were uh, quite some people that were kind of uh, – bashing it so to speak Uh, they were saying hey man you know if he's like if the evil media wasn't evil this is definitely something that the evil media would say so basically one of the guys commenting was saying that Uh, this is definitely a post that the evil media would post if they were trying to say they weren't evil. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to go too long on this. You know, I don't, I was only able to screenshot the post before it was deleted. All the comments, uh, where that were left, including by myself. I don't feel like, Oh, what? I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, I don't feel like those comments I can use because I don't have them, um, to share. So it wouldn't be. Uh, right of me to kind of share those comments um, without um, having them there as proof versus me just talking about them. But what I will say about it is it's kind of, you know, the headlines that these news companies are using are not want a message of hope um, and bringing the community together. They're not trying to see people calm people down um, there it just seems like they're only trying to escalate things a little bit they're not you know if in just to kind of further prove my point on this I will bring up a little bit of a I'll bring up a picture here so I went to Google and what I did was in Google excuse me so in Google I went and I brought up a photo or I typed in exactly let's see if I bring it up here Um so here we go. So I typed in coronavirus news headlines uh, from the BBC. Now, the BBC is not a United States um, uh, located uh, news source, but it just want to point out that the headlines that all media, not necessarily Kurt Autry, not necessarily any, uh, not t- to specifically blame one uh, news company for doing it. But just the show, I typed in coronavirus news headlines, coronavirus, doctors urge conversations about dying. So they're talking about urging you to have a conversation about death. They're not saying, hey, you guys, you know, uh, this is a tough time for everybody. Please, you know, relax, you know, look out for your fellow neighbors, take care of each other. Uh, they're not promoting a they're not promoting an environment to get people through this it's only creating the panic further um so it's kind of uh it's kind of uh just i just wanted to bring a little bit of attention to that and and, and again guys you know i'm not here to bash uh all the news does they think they have their own agendas yeah you may be right on that kevin mills in the chat says Kurt Autry uh Real Cosmos in the chat. Kurt Autry and MB twelve NBC twelve is inciting fear. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't wanna say that they're completely inciting fear. I do believe that particular post did not help his case. You know, um, it does not show anything that, you know, it's not calming anyone. If he, it, it certainly does not prove the point that he's helping in any way, you know, but like, again, I said, I didn't want to bash Kurt Autry. That's not my intentions with this. I just wanted to bring to the fact that what his statement was saying is people are scared. This is a time that they're worried. Um, and for him to say, uh, that they're if you believe the media is blowing this out of proportion, uh, then you're delusional. Uh, just kind of uncalled for, you know, people are scared, they're worried. And it's, you know, anytime that you hear of businesses closing down, anytime that you hear of um, schools closing for the rest of the year, anytime that you're dealing with the uh, fact that you may be tight on cash, and you're wondering how you're going to provide your family because you're living paycheck to paycheck. That's going to be scary. Um, I noticed Kevin Mills in the chat earlier said that, you know, it's uh, some of these people's fault for not having the funds needed to get through these times. Um, While that may be accurate in some cases, not in every case. You know, some people have underlying medical conditions to where maybe uh, they had to spend their life savings on a medical treatment and now they're working on the way to bounce back. I do tend to agree with what you're saying, but. Overall, that can't be applied across the board. There's people who genuinely need help, and um, for the Democrats to block that bill is kind of crazy. For Kurt Autry to say the news isn't, you know, uh, helping the situation is not good. I don't know, but... That's going to be today's show, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We started a little late. Streamlabs has just been giving me a run for my money the past couple of days. It's been kind of acting wonky. Uh, A couple of announcements next week. Actually, I want to bring this up for you guys. I'm going to actually see if I can bring it up uh, briefly. Uh, Next week, I'm going to have a special guest on. Her name is Lizzie. Um, Awesome, awesome girl. I've spoke with her on uh, several occasions. I'm going to see if I can bring up her Instagram page. Um, We're going to have her on the show next week. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different stuff. Um, Let me see if I can find her account. I just started. Uh, this is my own Instagram page, Kevin Kirby K2. Um, I just started this page. This is uh, the Instagram for the podcast, separate from my personal page. Um, but uh, it's Kevin Kirby uh, at Kevin Kirby K2 if you're interested in following me on Instagram. Um, however, this is Lizzie's Instagram. She has 1, um, a thousand followers. She's a fitness coach, full time work. Uh, she works full time and at life. I help working females get in shape and stay in shape in a balanced and sustainable way. Um, So she's a fitness coach. Every time I've dealt with her, she's been very awesome to speak to, has a great attitude. She's always motivating and trying to offer people words of wisdom and motivation through tough times. Um, If you read, like, we'll just take a look at some of her posts here. So she goes, she's just posting the thing. It says, while it seems like you may be able to run off four hours of sleep, should be a badge honor, It's mostly likely one of the biggest factors stalling your fitness journey. Um, So she's just posting something that's kind of uh, 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 informative about working out, staying in shape. So I'm looking forward to having Lizzie on the show next week. Um, That'll be Monday, March 30th. Um, so tune in for that, guys. Uh, That's pretty much all the announcements that I have. Um, If you would like to follow Lizzie, you can follow her at lift underscore with underscore Lizzie, um, L-I-Z-Z-I-E. Very nice girl. I've had a lot of great dealings with her. She's very sweet. Um, Anyway, I'm just reading the comment here, uh, Cosmo says, helps working females, uh, yes, yeah, she does specifically help working females, but um, I think she's going to be developing into, um, th- and that's another thing I want to point out, a lot of her information um, can be applied to everybody, whether you're male or female, and I've spoken to her about this as well, um, so it's not all, uh, it's not all that, um it's not so, like, I think a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about is not just for females. Um, yes, that's where she started. That's where her niche is and probably where she felt most comfortable. But we're going to let her talk about that more next week. I don't want to give away the whole show and uh, address all of the uh, questions that you might have. So wait until Lizzie gets on next week and we'll be able to answer some more of those questions in depth. Um, but I really want to thank everybody for tuning into this week's show. Um, I hope you like the new graphics, some of the overlays that we were able able to. To use. Um, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. I really thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to see you next Monday at 7 p.m. Hopefully I don't have any uh, Streamlabs issues. I'm going to try to uh, really uh, make sure that we don't have that problem again uh, going into next Monday because we got started here about 15 minutes after 7 Um, and uh, Streamlabs was just being a a real jerk. But got it all taken care of. Thank you guys so much for choosing the K2 podcast and uh, watching the show with me tonight. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, Thanks so much. We'll see you next Monday, 7 p.m.